Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Well, I'm back from the dead. (laughs) I love it. Last weekend, last week, Monday morning, I said to you, I'm never drinking again. And this week... You never phoned me again. this morning and like, I'm actually contemplating never drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, is that we had, it was um, one of our mates surprise birthdays that I'd planned on Saturday. So there was 20 of us. We had this big lunch at a lovely pub in Weybridge and um, we, we had no kids at the house because they went to stay with Lucy who used to look after them for the night. So at about nine o'clock, I was, you picture the scene, me standing on a stool in the pub going, everyone back to ours, house party. Oh Doz was looking God. at me going, what the fuck is she doing? No, oh, no, no. no. Yeah. And then we had like 15 people back in our kitchen. The music was like, pro- our neighbours, I mean, I saw Francesca, our neighbour this morning and she was like, oh, you ha- did you have a good time on Saturday night? And I was like, the music wasn't too loud, was it? Knowing full well that it would have 100% kept <laughs> anyway cue like two o'clock in the morning and uh, Doz was like we've got it we have to go I mean I felt so unwell oh. it's just when you get overexcited isn't it like, I think yeah. that's what happens you know like when you think oh no kids in the house yeah. like yay <laughs> like it's funny I was talking to a mum about this on the way back from ballet on Saturday I was like I feel like this is why I'm so looking forward to half term when the kids are going to my parents because I'll have a full <laughs> a five nights of them not being around. And so I'm not going to get overexcited. So I'm actually going to no. catch up on sleep and actually rest. Because normally when they go, you know, go somewhere for the night, I feel dreadful yeah. like the next day yeah. because you get so excited. I mean, it's fun though. No, it's it was fun. fun. And actually I've, do, I've done that whole thing, you know, like by Sunday afternoon, I was like weighing up my whole life, you know, have I made the right decision in life? <laughs> And then Dawson looked at me and he was like, but it's worth it though, because we were with I our know. friends and I felt like not just a mum and not, I didn't have any responsibilities and I was dancing on my table and it was really, really, really fun. I loved it. Exactly. Loved exactly. It. And I, I know. And that's the thing. Like I always do it where I'm like, no, I'm not going to drink too much. Like, you know, I, I don't want to feel bad on Sunday and I want to have a nice day with the kids. But you're right. It's so important to have the yeah. times where you just mm. feel like you and just mm. like, just have fun. I mean, a hangover is a hangover. You're going to feel bad for a day or two. And I went to spinning right this morning, so I've sweated out my demons. There was a moment where I thought I could taste tequila coming off my arm. Um, yeah. And I hope I wasn't smelling of, you know, you, I haven't had a shower yet. So. How are you, George? Yuck. I'm all right. 
fine. I'm good. I'm not smelling like tequila this morning, <laughs> thankfully. No, we had, you know what? We had such a nice weekend. Um, I was actually really sensible on Saturday. I went uh, wedding dress shopping with my friend and we just had like nice couple of drinks. I was home by 11. Yeah. Um, yeah just the kids nice, nice right. day of the kids yeah we had a nice day of the kids yesterday went out for lunch can we talk about Gigi and her phallic object that she was waving oh around the kitchen this morning what oh my is fucking that? right it's I'm not is joking this thing pops up all the time I can't remember what game it's from it's from some game like sausage and dog or something I don't know whatever it is but honestly you know if you just see that on the floor when you like walk into the kitchen you're like (gasps) every time James says like every time he walks in he sees it like he has like a full blood especially if we've got like builders in the house or you know like yeah. We have quite a few people in the house at the moment. We have viewing sometimes, you know? Oh, God. So, like, he does, like, his heart sinks. I mean, uh, what? Who invented it? Who? Oh, her little face. <laughs> that, that's coming out on her 18th birthday. Actually, I've got a confession to make, and I know I can share this in a safe space. Oh, so, no. I know. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, I've got a few dildos in the house, you know, of yeah. course. We've got a sex briefcase. Um, And then the other night, we reached in the sex briefcase. My favourite dildo wasn't charged. It also was like, don't worry, leave it with me. You know, we'll get it charged up so that it, we're ready to go for the week ahead. Always thinking, thanks, Dozza. Anyway, our, our, we've, we've got someone to help us out with the house, like doing bits and pieces. And she's so lovely, but she's a bit of a prune when it comes to things like that. She walked into the bedroom and Dozza had left a fucking dildo on charge oh on God. his side table. Not only do we have her, we had the guy that's making our wardrobes who also, oh. their, their faces, and I just went, nothing to see and just had to basically launch myself on top of this fucking dildo I mean it should it, it was almost like it was vibrating going here I'm oh. Zoe's climax right in the corner of the oh. room yeah. oh my no. god I just want to die, to die. Oh. but why is it embarrassing like this is what I mean I like I, in those situations I always think to myself everyone's seen it everyone knows yeah. it like everyone ha- has them like what like what's what is the big deal like really unless someone walks in on you using it then yeah fair enough very <laughs> embarrassing very very embarrassing but that hasn't happened really? recently <laughs> no not this week um not this week let's leave the conversation yeah well let's leave the conversation it's too alone. much for a monday morning All right let's get into today's chat because we're having a wonderful conversation with a really really beautiful soul who was really honest with us as always that's kind of what we asked for on the podcast is that you come on and just be honest and I feel like as always these ones that sort of take a turn and we we end up having a really beautiful conversation that happened today that happened it It was really special wasn't it and just when we think we've discussed everything we find something that we really haven't explored yeah and that both of us can really relate to in lots of ways and I think Mm. you know that there is there was so much of this chat that I think you know you can take away from you can have a think about um I mean, I just really loved it. It it, it was a, a, a yeah fantastic chat. So please do stick, stick around and have a listen. <laughs> yeah, who are we talking to today, George? We are to the incredible Chanel Boating. Very excited about today's podcast. What a guest we've got for you. Mother of two, uh, one of the original YouTubers, influencer, obsessed with beauty, lifestyle, makeup, all the stuff that we love to. Uh, she's a massive advocate for therapy. Please welcome Chanel Boating to the podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. Just got back from my usual morning school run. And what I normally yeah. do is I come in and I just get right into work. <laughs> 
<laughs> just to set the scene, it's Monday morning and Zara and I have both fresh from a workout and Chanel comes on the recording and she looks like she's so glam. About, yeah, like <laughs> complete the glam squad have been around this morning <laughs> and she looks unbelievable. So I am so interested to know how, how do you manage that in the morning? It's not every day. I also <laughs> just got back from the school run and I actually used to work out, but I recently had an operation. So I had to, I, both, I had to put that on pause. So on a Monday like this, I will also be in my sweats, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Love that. Now, listen, um, for those listening who kind of don't know, you know, what you're about and kind of who you are, just just tell us how you became to be such a big YouTuber because you are, you know, a bit of a legend in that oh, space. a legend. Woo! Yeah. I started, let's say, 12 years ago. Um, my son, my eldest son, is his special needs. He's now 13. He was about one years old and I just started blogging because I love makeup and I love everything beauty. So, um, I mean, we were going through a lot. I was a single mum at the time and he was special needs and I wanted an escape, you know. So I got online, I started blogging about makeup. I had a little bit of experience of like makeup at that point because I was working on a counter, Benefit Cosmetics, yeah. doing like selling makeup and stuff. So it's something that was a passion for me. Particularly, I was doing makeup on dark skinned women, which was a completely new audience and demographic, yeah. I would imagine, back then. Um, and people caught onto it and they just kept them going. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's really interesting that you, you know, you say that when you started, it was an escape, you know, like you were yeah. a single mum to a son with special needs and you'd go on, you know, go online to escape. And it, it is amazing that, you know, we have that now, I guess, when, you know, where before we would have been at home by ourselves and that would have been it. We wouldn't have been able Not to really connect having to the an outside outlet. world. Yeah. And it's mm. nice to hear those positive like stories about social media, isn't it? Like, you oh, yeah. know, making, connect, you know, connecting you to other people. How, just, just to obviously to go back to you mentioning about your son with special needs, what, what are his needs? You know, what, and how was life then? you so I was really young I was 21 I had just about shy finished uni um mm. and I was obviously going to do all these major things because I've always been an ambitious person I got pregnant with him and um he was born prematurely at 23 weeks um, oh my god extremely like in fact they actually said he's not viable for life yeah so if if he was to be born at that time, which he was in the end, and he wasn't showing any signs of trying to live, by law, they can't help him. That's bizarre. And he's 13 years old today. So, you know, he came out and he was like, fighting for life. So, off to the any, uh, sorry, what is it called? The NICU. Yeah. Yeah. We were there for six months. um, And every step and every day was just difficult and even on our discharge coming home and anyway he has a host of um issues following that um such as uh microcephaly i don't know if you've heard of that so his mm-hmm. his head circumference is actually a lot smaller than his body size okay. um which uh is is a is a brain development issue so he has got developmental delay and unfortunately, um, he's visually impaired as well, okay. um, which has brought on other hosts of issues as well in terms of like uh, challenging behaviour. Um, and, you know, even at his age, he needs a lot of care. So, so forgive me, you're, you're 21 years old. You're, you know, that's very young to be, to be a mum, obviously going through all of those 
fears and and thinking what's my life going to be you know being a mom as we all go through at any age what yeah. what happened when you went into labor prematurely can you remember that time oh that day was crazy I was actually at work so I was working in, at Selfridges on a benefit cosmetics counter and this randomly out of nowhere I just started feeling like a pain like you know labor pain but I didn't know it was that it was my first ever child first pregnancy and all that so I was like, what is this? Um, and the days, uh, the day after that, I had a day off and the pain kept increasing. And then in the evening, my sister was like, you look like in labor. Like, it looks like you're having contractions. And obviously she's actually was a mother of two at the time, just about, no, three. So she's kind of like monitoring me, like, what's this? Um, so she called the ambulance and they confirmed that it was in labor. So they got me into the hospital. They, you know, done their checks and they said I'm like violated and all of this and I'm going to go into preterm birth. I had no choice. They were giving me steroids and stuff just to help, I guess, hold the pregnancy in or whatever the case. And it didn't, it didn't work. They could only, you know, hope and pray that it would work and, you know, I could still carry it on. Do they know why? Was it, was it, was it cervix related? Yes. <laughs> and I only found that out on my next pregnancy which would yeah. have been about yeah. seven years later or something like that or six years later mm. and I was pregnant with twins this time they decided to really carefully monitor me like every week practically um, and then they started to see my cervix was opening and then they yeah. confirmed that I have a condition called incompetent cervix yeah, yeah. so um, yeah that's that's when we found out but we didn't they was even speculating with Emmanuel's pregnancy is it you know is it an infection that caused it they just couldn't confirm until the second you know pregnancy years down the line so each time I do get pregnant I have to take some type of proportionate measure like get my cervix stitched and things like that yes yeah. yeah we've had somebody on the podcast before caro do you remember george yes. who came on but very sadly she yeah she lost she lost her son he only survived a few hours but it was it was exactly that condition and actually for years and years and years it sort of went undiagnosed they didn't really know how to deal with it or no or no at least there weren't you know the tools in place to be able to mean you could go for for a longer term with the, with the pregnancy it's really sad. Yeah. But I mm. guess now that there, you know, like you say, like the stitch and there, there yeah. are things that, that can, can be done, I guess, but you have yeah. to get to that stage, don't you, to actually know you have no. a condition, yeah. which is, yeah, horrendous. You mentioned you're a single mum and you have a special needs son. And you obviously, you by yourself, but you went on again to have another child with somebody else yes. and how, but how, how how was that because I can imagine you're building a business like you say online you've got a special needs son and you're a single mum how does somebody have the time to go out there to find love again I feel my circumstances was a bit different um because I actually I didn't I didn't go out looking for love <laughs> I just kind of went with the flow and just just, just, you know, raise my son. Mm. Um, I met my previous partner because we are now, you know, we've broken up, but I met him in church. We hit off very quickly. We got married very quickly mm. and, um, we had a pregnancy that we lost, which was the twins. Um, and then my previous, I mean, my youngest son, who's now five. Um, it, I mean, he, he came about obviously during the marriage. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go out. I guess dating or anything like that. What What was it? Were you Were they concerned that your your youngest was going to have 
you know, you were going to be in a similar situation to your yes. first pregnancy. Yes. So what, what were they, were they monitoring you? You got the stitch done before he was born. Right. Before okay. I conceived him. Oh, wow. Okay. So that is something that a lot of people don't know they can possibly do. So it was advised following the twins loss mm. that um, the next time I'm trying for a baby, I'll get my cervix stitched prior to conceiving. And I was like, is that even possible? And they said that sperm is so tiny that it can still get up there and you can conceive. And I was like, well, let's try it. Within it like the month, I got pregnant very quickly. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> didn't expect this. Yeah. 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 Didn't expect this, but it, it did work for me. So any future pregnancies, I now know, okay, I need to get stitched first. Which is good because it really does firm your, your 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 cervix, and that's what it did for me. And then on top of that, um, I was taking pessaries every night. I think, yeah. I think they were steroids. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, I had to insert those every single night throughout the entire pregnancy to keep my cervix closed. Right. Um, and then it got to thirty-seven weeks, and they removed it. And like two weeks afterwards, it, it was still intact. I had to even kind of almost induce myself. Oh, really? I That's interesting. Into labor. I was like, okay, cervix, now you don't want to open. <laughs> wow. wow. So, did, I mean, it did. how was that pregnancy for you? And like when you reached 37 weeks, how did you feel? So I actually was so positive in that pregnancy. Mm. Um, I just, it was a mindset thing for me. And that's, I'm really big on that in terms of just women taking care of themselves, self-care, self-love. Um, hopefully they will have, a, you know, have a partner that would allow them to, you know, take the, the well-deserved rest time that they need um, and just be in a positive mindset. And I try to just not get be nervous because, I mean, it is nerve-wracking every pregnancy is regardless of the mm. situation. But I really did want to put me, myself in a space where I'm like, okay, I'm having a baby and just kind of just have faith towards towards the, the, the baby coming and being healthy and stuff you know doing all the things I love I remember like my sister used to come pick me up and take me out for lunches but then there was a lot of rest time as well putting my feet up and watching loads of Netflix and having that balance you know mm. so you have a, a, a new son AJ uh, he's yeah. healthy happy and then let me do the math on this Emmanuel is maybe seven or eight at the time but he has yeah. special needs talk us through what life is like in those first kind of six months having to look after both of them at the same time it was very challenging because my my elder son had special needs I did have good support from my family um, at the time I was living in London because I'm now out of London so I was nice. close to mum um, and I saw her literally absolutely every day so she helped me with him quite a lot um, but for me I had to work on like organizing myself just as a person like and setting routines for the boys um, and just trying to stick to I guess a life plan I'm like dead, dead serious with that in terms of like, I don't know, um, a strict routine at wake up time, I don't know, bath, bath time, yeah. lunch time and alternate the two. We love a routine. Don't worry. You're yeah. in the right company here. We love we it. Do. We're like, we, we can't do. function without it. <laughs> kids are going to be in bed at 6.45 every night, regardless of how tired they are, just so that we can yeah. have a life. So we yeah. can have some time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I always think with like, you know, you say routine and people are like, oh gosh, that sounds so rigid. But actually it's the most freeing thing when yeah. it, when you, because then you know where you are, you know when you're going to get time to yourself. And mm. sometimes it just has to work that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely, um, 
it needs to be factored in so that you can have that time for yourself, even if it's not to like give yourself a pamper, but even to do housework and house chores, it's never easy doing it when mm-hmm. the kids are running about and they're awake and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's super important to have that routine and try to stick with it. And and emotionally, how were you afterwards? Because, you know, me and Georgia have talked quite openly. I suffered quite badly from baby blues. You know, we've had people on the podcast with postnatal depression. Where where was where was your head at? I was a bit of both, actually. Um, I put on, my body changed, obviously, after having right. a baby. Like, my yeah. body completely changed. And I actually, I didn't actually realise that I had issues with my body. That's um, interesting. I remember, I, and, and funny enough, I started doing haul videos on YouTube, like fashion hauls. And even oftentimes in the hauls, I'll be like, oh my God, my belly and, you know, my, my son, like my stomach literally dropped and I had the longest stomach in the world. It was just super awful. <laughs> so I was kind of like, I guess, battling with my, my body and this coming mm-hmm. to terms with the, the change. The weight gain was quite a lot as well. But at the same time as well, I am a plus-size body confidence influencer and I inspire women to love themselves. But I am also kind of like, oh, this is a bit different. This is the heaviest I've ever been. Embracing this is going to be a challenge, but I'm going to try because this is who I am right now. And the most important thing is to stay strong for the boys. But I also found out a little later that it was important to open up and mm. be honest about my personal struggles and issues yeah. with my internal issues. And yeah. This is where I looked into therapy, for example, to help me cope with that and um, previous traumas, etc. Let's talk about yeah, therapy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I find it I really interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I find it really interesting how, you know, like you say, as a, a plus size influencer talking about body positivity, to actually admit that you're having issues with your body. That's a huge thing. And yeah. probably something. Mm. So how, how did you navigate that? And like Zoe said, like what, what happened in therapy and how, to help you do that? So I started therapy to tackle I guess the trauma of, and just me, I just wanted to understand myself. Yeah. Because after I had AJ, I lost a lot of the essence of who I actually was. Like I've always loved a bit of glam and makeup and proper girls girl, but I kind of was almost struggling to maintain it. Mm. And I know as mums, we shouldn't even force ourselves after having babies to be this glam queen. It's, it's not realistic, but at the same time, doing things to make yourself feel good is super important as well. Yes. So I had to look into therapy to kind of get Chanel back because I lost her in the midst mm. of, of trying to balance it all. And, um, but funny enough, my therapy didn't end up just being about me. It actually was about my marriage. Okay. A lot of things came up about my marriage and it made me make such harsh decisions on where I wanted to see myself, my marriage, my children, etc. And in the past year, I went through a divorce. Right. Oh, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. And actually, yeah. I think... F- for, for a long time, you can float and exist in a marriage without thriving. And the things that you think are normal actually mm. aren't that normal. And when you start breaking down what you want and what you really need and what you deserve and you look at it and you start looking at it, the realization can be massive. 
that actually potentially this might not be the right marriage for you. It can obviously go the other way and you can come together and it can be a beautiful merging of two people who can really grow together, you know, but there's a flip yeah, side to that coin. Yeah. Say, it's, it's not always going to happen, is it? And I and I'm sure that there are people listening to this now who are like Zoe says in that you know in that place where they're just existing in the marriage and and I guess like you say you, you go to therapy to work on yourself but actually mm. in doing that you realize what you really want and what you want your life to be like we'll be right back after this short break hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? So what do you know, what do you want your life to be like now? And what what's what's going on? You know, what's going on and how are you feeling? I feel that in in the midst of being a single mother, then getting into my marriage and the type of marriage I was in. I kind of had, I ended up having the nature of this strong black woman, boss babe, like have to kill it in life, that yeah. type of attitude, because I've always had to take the lead and always ended up doing things that is just, it kind of diminished my femininity. Okay. And Right. I was on a journey to exploring my femininity because it's, it's, it's important to me. Um, because I feel like it's really, it brings out the maternal nurturing side of myself that enables me to be a good mum to my boys. But I felt like I was almost like the leader of my home in some cases. And I guess it was the type of marriage that I was in. Um, and I mean, not to delve too deep into the marriage itself. But I kind of just, I didn't want to see myself as wearing the pants or, yeah. you know, taking that lead. Being the alpha all the time as a woman is really hard. It's hard and it's, mm. it's actually not our genetic makeup. Like we weren't, I don't feel that a lot of us are, are cut out to do that. But sometimes because of life circumstances such as being a single mom, etc., you end up wearing that hat and all of a sudden, you're now this stern, strict, like, <laughs> woman, and you almost lose your feminine grace. And I didn't want that to outpour into my children. And and that's where I had to stop myself and be like, hold up, you know, this whole stern kind of boss babe attitude, I needed to go to therapy to, 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 to work out where is it coming from? And, 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 and what can my partner do to support me? And I realized in the end that he wasn't 
interested in in, in a position That's too. So interesting. And so I had to get on on my own because I, I it is more important for me to be that woman for my boys than for me to be that wife <laughs> to mm. someone who's not exactly um, ready to uh, enable me to embrace my femininity. Your femininity, yeah. Do you know yeah. what? When I think when a woman is, you know, alpha and, you know, has a career and is a mother and like mm. you said, this boss babe and you're kind of killing it and you have to be the one that wears the trousers, I think my personal experience with it is that men want to support it and want to be there and want to also be, you know, in my case also alpha, but then sometimes it chips and chips and chips and then those little chips become bigger and then it almost emasculates them. So it also, mm. if you don't know how to tap in or stand into your feminine self, it's like you grow in power because we do, because women are super fucking human and mm. men don't and that causes a huge huge rift between men and women yeah. basically yeah. <laughs> it's so, yeah it's so interesting isn't it because you know so much of the dialogue at the moment is you know around you know being a woman and being equal to a man and you know we can do this and we can do that and actually yeah of course we can absolutely but it is exhausting because like you know we say we do all the other stuff as well and that is in our like just in our genetics and in our makeup Mm -hmm. and so when you're trying to battle being both it's really really hard and like Zoe says like yes uh, you know men are a certain way and whether that's because they've been raised that way to believe that they need to be the the providers and this and that and this and that it's it's just it's just difficult to tussle yeah to to, to Mm. tussle and I guess is that you know is that on us now when we've got sons to to teach them that it's you know it doesn't have to be that way and that they can be feminine and that they can you know do this or is it just in our d- DNA? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I, th- I think it's No, no, it's the former. It's the former. <laughs> it's the former. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just interesting, isn't it? Because we are moving into a different world now. Yeah. And these issues will be coming up in so many households. But also we can be, we can be, the, we can be providers as women. We can have careers. You know, we, we can be strong mothers, but we can yeah. also step into the feminine. And yeah. I struggle with it. I struggle being looked after. I haven't ever really yeah. been looked after. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's got a sad story but you know parents went away at 17 you know I just had to do it by myself so to let a man look after me I really struggle with it and that's something that we're working on that I can still retain you know being this really strong independent woman but also like look after me need me nurture me because I need it yeah exactly that I feel that some of us haven't been looked after I'm not saying my, my parents have definitely been there for me in the various ways that they could but especially as, you know, I came out of my mom, you know, moved out or whatever, or tried to, you know, get on with life on my own, especially that period of being a single mother. Yeah. I just started birthing all of these things that just, it, you go into survival mode. And sometimes you have no choice but to just boss up. Um, mm. And so, and you're used to doing things on your own. So when someone comes and they're like, oh, here I am, it's kind of like, well, I'm used to doing this. You know, this is how I do things. Um, and I don't want to take that into a next relationship, though. I do want to learn to accept someone who wants to support me. I'll be honest, though, in my case, though, I am not saying that my ex wasn't in any way, shape or form supportive or ever there. Yeah. But I think he was also quite comfortable to see a strong woman doing it. And it was like, yeah, 
I would have loved for him to be like, actually, babe, you take a seat for a second and let me. Yeah. That's all I really needed. And I didn't, I didn't think that it was coming ever. Ever. But then it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because unless you're doing, thank you for being honest about that. Yeah. But I feel like unless you're doing therapy to get, like it's really important, I think, to do therapy by yourself, but also with a different therapist, because I don't think you can have this, doing it together so that all of that stuff in there can be raised. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, holding space for all of those things that come up in a marriage and being able to have the confidence to share them, knowing that they're going to be received. If you're not working together, I think in those moments with the, with whoever's, you know, guiding you through it, it just like bang, you know, oh, you're, you're fucking nagging me and get off my fucking bag. And the next one, you're just like, I'm just trying to have a conversation with you about, could you help me with the kitchen a bit more? Or could you pick the kitchen, whatever it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's really, diff- it's really, really hard. Unless I, I think, unless you have that support. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Really tricky. Yeah. Or, or you find a way to have that dialogue between you, which I mean, I don't know. I don't know many couples who have that like naturally without, you know, working it out and going to see somebody well I had that conversation with you this morning I rung up George I was like how's your marriage yes. George she yes. was like it's actually really good and I, she was like how's yours and I was like mine's really good actually at the minute as well yeah we do have that conversation don't we quite a lot and we're like it's, it's yeah but it's been a ride like it, it isn't always like that and no. um yeah unless you unless you have the, the conversations like well like got a mate like Zoe who's like yeah how Talk is your me. marriage Georgia <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel Chanel now you've kind of come out the other side how do you feel inside about what you've just been through a lot of people would have expected me to be so down in the dumps and just you know obviously like going through a divorce is kind of like a bereavement for many but I actually feel very good I, I don't know how to explain it I'm very happy with my decision um I just want to embrace a new life and um, with a new attitude. I'm actually in a good space mentally and everything. I'm even, I've been in therapy for a good year plus. Um, but I even said to my therapist last week, I can actually take the foot off the gas with this for a bit. So we've actually like graduated. <laughs> I'm a graduate, but I love what you put it I did say like, I want to take a break for a couple of months. I feel so good in my my mental space at the moment. Do I need therapy? And she's like, at least check in once a month. Okay. Because, you know, life is like that. And I was like, you know what? That's useful. So instead of weekly, we'll be doing monthly um, therapy sessions now. Um, and one of the things I did say to her is, I do want to see how I cope on my own without yeah. having to go to a therapy session. And um, I also want to put into play how I manage my emotions. Because yes. a lot of the time, we are confronted with life's issues, etc. Um, something might make us angry, something might make us sad. In the moment of this specific thing taking place, I want to learn how to manage my anger and manage my sadness so that I can get past this. Otherwise, you keep going back to it and you keep revisiting it and it, it, it can just put such a strain and just cause an issue. And I'm tired of having issues. I'm tired of having things blow up in my face. Yeah. So I think um, it's this important as a person to take control over your life and over your emotions and yeah. try to manage them. Yeah. And I guess, you know, you've learned a lot, you know, from being in therapy and things that you've been through. Is this something that you try and pass on to your boys to teach them, you know, how to manage their emotions and all of that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, 
the younger one specifically, he is a very, he's so delicate, bless him. And, you know, with all the changes happening, mm-hmm. um, it's just, I have to kind of encourage him to understand that this is a new normal for us. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's still at a very young age where he's kind of, he doesn't understand why mommy and daddy are not together anymore. Um, but I'm trying to explain to him, you know, that we both still love him and mm-hmm. we both want to have the best time with him and give him the best life possible. My eldest son, he's special needs, so it is a bit different with him. With him, it's a lot of touch and a lot of, you know, um, um, sensory in order for him to understand the changes that are happening. And it is very difficult to to detect his emotions because he doesn't really, you know, show it, you know, as, 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 I guess, a a child who isn't special needs would. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I do give a lot of, I'm I'm definitely that mum that gives a lot of hugs and kisses. I just keep on constantly doing that with them just to reassure them. Mm, I can feel, we can feel that down the, <laughs> down the airwaves that, that you sort you of can. you give that off that lovely warmth I think you're doing an amazing job it's never easy to navigate something like that mm-hmm. um, but I think having these conversations and being really open and honest will help loads of people listening today um, yeah. thank you thank for you. coming on like very thank I've you. loved the conversation is there you anything too. well before we say goodbye we've got to talk about products and I think well, Chanel, this is yeah. going to be a good one yeah. yeah we always ask our guests what their five favourite products are okay. um, that can be for you that can can be for the kids whatever it is we just like to hear about some cool stuff really mm. so i love um the laura mercier brow pencil it's just amazing like that it's just the way it draws on and it lasts for a while as well so you don't have to constantly keep sharpening and it goes um so i love laura I like the yep. brunette yeah. color um, okay. otherwise i could get away with brunette as well i then love fenty beauty's um bronzer which is um, Mokamani. Oh, like, nice. It just gives this lovely, this lovely bronze that even on my dark skin, it just, it just radiates. I mean, it's a matte brown. So um, it's a matte, a matte brown with like mahogany undertones type of thing. So it's just gorgeous. My favorite foundation of all time is Estee Lauder's Double Wear. Is oh, it? Yeah. Is it really? I don't think I've ever tried that. Yeah, I have. I'm an Armani beauty girl, but mm. yeah. Oh, wow. That's la- lush, isn't it? I love Armani. <laughs> I might have to try that. <laughs> That's a bit fabulous, isn't it? When I when I get to go out somewhere nice. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to try it. Okay. Yeah, what, it because it gives forever. good coverage. Okay. Yeah, the coverage is flawless and it's buildable. So you can have a subtle coverage, then you can have a full face. I've kind of gone for like a medium coverage today because... You know, I'm at home. <laughs> um, and yeah, I love that. Another Laureate, more Laura Mercier product is a translucent honey, which I use to set my concealer. Absolutely what is that? amazing. What is it? Um, a powder. It's a, translucent, it's a powder. Yeah. So it's a translucent powder and it's got like a yellow undertone. So when you set your concealer, you kind of bake with it and you, you, you know, you remove off the, 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 the powder after a while. It just has this lawless look without it looking cakey I've tried some translucent powders that can leave that cakey look which I hate so you can actually have a nice natural look baking is that when you look ridiculous for like a few minutes where yeah. you have to put the powder <laughs> yeah. on and then you leave it yeah and then what do you do do you just do you just br- 
gently use a, uh, a makeup brush and just brush it off. Yeah. So I tend to use like the foundation brush that I've used. Right. Which, I mean, it wouldn't have much product on it, but it will have a little bit of the residue. And then I just basically brush it off with that so that it just has this natural look. Otherwise, you could use like a clean brush, but it probably would be a bit harsh. The, the foundation brush kind of catches okay. A bit and of the product, you know. Yeah, and we so should try a bit of baking. Do? Does that, yeah. So yeah. if you bake, it, does it mean it lo- gives just more of a flawless finish? That's it. Yeah, mm. it just looks gorgeous. Mm. Both are ready if you do it right. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, yeah, crazy. that's what I was going to say. You'll see me and in a few days, and we're all <laughs> absolutely crazy. That, those girls haven't got that right. <laughs> they've been they've been trying to bake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, as on a final note, the piece of advice that you would give to a new parent, or the best piece. Of advice that you've received yourself so I would say to not forget yourself and it's okay to 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 and not and not feel guilty for having your own personal time if you obviously are allowed to have that because obviously having a newborn for example is very hands-on and it's actually a very lovely experience you know at mm. that newborn stage and I personally embrace it and I'm just like constantly like checking on my baby and stuff but there could be moments where it does get, you know, a bit stressful and a bit tiresome. It's okay to put your feet up, even with your baby in your arms. And just kind of feel the need to have that that self-care and, yeah. you know, really tap into yourself for that moment. Love that. Love that. Thank <laughs> you so much. It's Janelle. been such a great, great conversation. Um, yeah. 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 Just thank you. I echo I that. Thank you for being it. so honest. <laughs> Lovely to have you on. We're going to try baking and send you a photo. We will. We'll let you know how to get on. <laughs> see you later. Oh, I'd love to see it. So, so interesting. Like, amazing. The whole thing, yeah. Like the whole thing about, you know, feeling like you have to be a boss bitch and, and, and sort of ha- putting that armour on and all of that kind mm. of stuff. It's just like you just don't hear people talking about that like you, you really mm. don't you hear people you know talking about what you know wanting to to be be this and be that but actually don't talk about the other side of it when you feel like you've gone you've put too much of an armor on and yeah. you, you can't let anyone else in because you're so independent and you, you can't well, you feel like you haven't got a choice as well. I yeah, think when you've been doing yeah. it for so long, you feel exactly. like you don't have a choice. That there is no weakness that can be shown, or that's no. what we think anyway. And I think we can all relate to those moments where mm. we are juggling so many things, and we really do have to pretend like everything is okay. That we that we're, that we're in control of everything, and then we shut the bathroom door, we held our eyes out, and we think fucking hell there's nobody there to support me it's it's not a great place to be so the fact that she's yeah. been there been through it all done the work on herself realized what she needed i, I, I really respect her i think that that will really inspire a lot of people actually to have a little think about you know what what they need what yes, do i need do I, and, and it just goes back to that whole thing doesn't it of like not let you know be, it being okay to ask for help and it being okay mm. to need help and and mm. and support and sometimes just someone to put their arms around you and let you know that everything's going to be okay but again easier said than done when you've just been you've been independent for so long yeah just wow yeah brilliant really appreciate her coming on and talking about that amazing and thank you yeah thanks again to Chanel for coming on and thank you guys for listening as always we would love you to rate review subscribe (laughs) subscribe subscribe <laughs> subscribe uh, and give the podcast a little follow and um, yeah then you'll never miss an episode yeah and also any feedback then drop us a DM on Instagram at Made by Mummies and we'll be back on Friday 
Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.